I'm sure we're all super sick of hearing about COVID. I know that I definitely am. But, you know, some of the questions that I still have lingering is, what are the after effects of COVID? Oh my gosh, what could be happening now and where are we? Tune in for your updated dose of COVID. This is Thriving Thursday with Yogi Doc. Welcome friends, I'm Tiffany and I'm the creator of this platform, Yogi Doc. I run this show with my real life co-host, Dr. Shaz. And although we're real healthcare providers, we're not yours, so please consult with your own healthcare provider. All information on this podcast is for educational and informative purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice, standard of care, or any kind of provider-client relationship. And since privacy is at the utmost important to us, all personal experience has been altered to protect each individual. Now, let's get thriving. Hey there, Shaz. Hey, Tiff. How's it going? How's it going? I'm so excited to hear some updates about where we're at with COVID in this episode. And, you know, just like everyone else, God, I'm so sick of that word. Like, <laughs> I don't want to hear that freaking word anymore. I COVID. never want to think about it again. That, I spent too much of my just... life going through recovery. Oh, my God. That word just makes me, you know, like, just makes me just get nauseous. Like, Yeah. I'm sure it's like your day in, your day out, every minute of your life has been around it. So like, it's exciting to hear some of the updates. I mean, there's been so much that's been going on and I know a lot of it has died out, but like what's supposed to be next and where are we coming? Because I know that I'm seeing a lot of after effects on my end. I want to see like- And you know, I don't know if it's died out or we're just just tired of it. Yeah, that's true. Exhausted, we're exhausted. Say the word COVID-19 and we don't really give a shit anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No one gives a shit. (laughs) And I I completely understand, like, you know, it has kind of like ruled the last few years of our lives. You know, like, we didn't travel, we didn't go to sporting events, we didn't go to, you know... We're just exhausted. Any kind of event where there's a lot of people, there's a time where where we're like scrubbing down our grocery carts and we can only go into a store like, you know, three at a time and then you gotta wait for people to come out and all that kind of crap. Yeah, well, I will say not a ton changed my life during quarantine, except for the fact that I got sick. But I was like, I was Instacarting that and doing like drive up, pick up way before. How did the hermit get sick? I don't understand how that works. I I, I came out of my shell once. And I was wrong. <laughs> it was awful. It was crazy. It was such an experience. I mean, I was out of work for six months at least, like just trying to recover. And even the after effects after that was just nonstop. And I know some of the people that got exposed at the same time I did, we all had different symptoms. So it was just yeah. such a unique experience it was, overall. It was to each person, um, obviously, based off you know, your health status and not, but there's people that were healthy. I mean, like, you're pretty healthy. Like, you know, you don't have any real, yeah. real, real problems, you know. But, I mean... I'm a young chicken kind of still. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, there's, you know... It just, it varied um, from person to person, you know, really. Well, it I definitely mean, knocked me on my yeah, ass. Yeah, you know, and, and just mm-hmm. to, like, let's get a little review about, about COVID, because I feel like, I mean, it's not like anyone has forgotten, but, you know... You know, a little background on it. You know, we all remember that it is the coronavirus, um, you know, called SARS-CoV-2, you know. And so, um, you know, the, the root of transmission of this is, 
you know, from from breathing and from droplets, um, you know, sneezing, coughing, exchanging those, you know, those particles, I guess you could say. Um, and then, you know, the symptoms could have varied. Again, like I had people that I saw that, you know, had fever and cough and short of breath. And some people had joint pain and some people had diarrhea and some people had chest pain. And that was the worst part is like, any symptom could be freaking COVID. I so know it was like, across the board. Everybody was so different. Much? You got COVID. <laughs> Did you? Are your eyes watering? You got COVID. And just everything, like even when you were having allergies, you're like, oh my gosh, is this COVID? Is I've COVID? had allergies every year, but you're still like wondering, is everything I still, COVID? I, I sneeze in the morning. And I was like, oh, like shit. how do you know, right? <laughs> how do you get know? Swabbed, so, and how like accurate have the tests were? It's like. We had a good amount of tests, but we kept having new variants, and like the tests weren't completely reliable. So it's all over. Yeah, and you know, and, and you know, just to kind of give people uh, an idea of the magnitude, though, you know, um, there is there is definitely um, a lot of people that were affected. Still, you know, you know, nationwide, it's in the United States. Um, we had ninety five up till now. We've had ninety five point six million infected. Um, oh with goodness, actually, that's huge. you know, about one point zero five million deaths in those two years. Um, worldwide, it's at like six hundred eleven million, with six point five million deaths, and, and that number is probably not even super accurate because some countries just said, you know, fuck it, like mm. we're not gonna keep testing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, China was like, yeah, we're done. Okay. We're done testing. Um, wow, so, what are the percentages of that? You know, and so those are, you know, again, um, pretty big numbers, you know, still. Um, and those numbers did get better after the vaccine was, you know, came out. And so, you know, you, we have, you know, there was two vaccine doses um, that to be taken between, you know, four and six months apart. And then a booster came out after that. And there's actually now another bo- booster available. So if you haven't had the vaccine and you, you want to do it, it's up to you. Um, you can get the booster done. Yeah, I, I will say that I was definitely against getting the vaccine for a while. Not so much that I had like a reason or a political reason or a personal reason. I was just kind of like, eh, let's kind of see what happened. And at the end of the day, when I ended up getting super sick, I was so thankful I got it because I feel like it could have been way worse. It could have been, you don't <laughs> been way you, worse. You don't really know. Um, but you know, like yeah. you know, in the hospitals today, nowadays, um, the, you know the the COVID in, you know admission numbers are down. The numbers that are being seen in the ER, they're they're way down. You know, we are still seeing people that are positive, but they're actually sometimes like, in the hospital for that reason. You know, they're in the hospital for other reasons, and and we you know we test them for something, and you know, we test them for COVID, and then they come back positive, and they didn't even know. And it. They didn't even know. They didn't even know it, and we tell them they're like some people used to get freaked out, and now they're just like, eh. Like whatever. And like, just to clarify that they're, they're having that when they get to the hospital, they're not getting COVID as they're at the hospital no, or no, are they yeah, coming they're, up later? They're coming in for something else. Okay. And we, and we okay. Them. Just to clarify. We swab them when they come in and then they're already positive. And Cause they, I know that there's like know. certain things that you can catch at the hospital super, super easily. So like they, they're coming yeah. in with it. They're, it's they're, not like they're, they're catching it there. And you know, we, we also wear masks in the hospital. So for those of you that are sitting there you know bitching about the mask you know we're still doing it yeah. <laughs> which i don't yeah. like but it's still going a um, it protects you you it need does. it well my my beard gets in the way sometimes i think it's all scratchy in there. now that i've had my experience i'm more like uh don't bring it to me anymore before i was like come get me <laughs> and now i'm like no no more no more well you know um 
so like that's all that's all really you know good and promising and then those numbers again those those hospital numbers all went down pretty much after the vaccine came out so that really helped out um you know our, our society our community our, our nation our world you know but really you know and what I'm interested to talk about is, you know, what are the lingering effects today um, of COVID? And that, and that can be very variable. Um, you know, it depends on like how bad it was for each person. You know, people had different, you know, variations in the degree of their sickness and how sick they were. Um, and some people, and I've spoken to so many people um, about how they, you know, almost have like a, a fear sometimes. And and, you know, being sick was so bad, like, it was like, you know, you've had the flu, like, the worst flu you ever had, and, and how long it lasted, and, and people are are still having some lingering effects, you know, emotionally or mentally. You know, how the how the kids responded, these are all, you know, great yeah. topics of discussion. Uh, yeah, I definitely about. have had a lot of experiences with that, like, it's crosses from all perspectives. Like, I have an amazing friend who is in the healthcare industry and works directly in the hospital and she has had very difficult um, anxiety and PTSD just from like seeing all the deaths and being involved in the experience and and going to work she's getting huge anxiety so it's definitely like affected the providers that are taking care of everybody as well as the patients because I know that personally I went through um, difficulties it is fear like you do you know you need to do it and then you go to leave and you just realize like how much anxiety you have just looking around and seeing and you don't know why but you just got so used to your bubble and like your mind just like preset to it it's hard to adjust and so like i had that personal experience so it was helpful for that i went through it in that perspective for like to be able to understand what my patients were going through because then i started going back to seeing kiddos as i got better months later and I was having kiddos that were going through a lot of mental health difficulties, a lot of suicidal thoughts, um, and a- action upon those as well, just from the isolation and just the, the difficulties of, of being so fearful. They cause a lot of fear among everyone yeah, in and, our and whole when world. You were sick, you know, you, it's not like you were in the hospital, but like you were sick. Um, yeah. I think I, I think I our, couldn't go to the bathroom without oxygen. An oxygen tank that we yeah. have the house. So that's yeah ridiculous. Um, but that's that's just very real. Yeah, and um, people don't think that you know because it's just like it seems like it's just a cold, and some people go through it for like a week or two, and they don't have as crazy as an experience. But then you just you don't know, right? And so like I always thought like you know I shouldn't I didn't need to get the vaccine. It's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to me. And you always think that. And man, my fevers went forever. Because I know that they said, like, what, it's like the first two weeks they say is like the hardest and blah, blah, blah. Mine just never stopped. It just like kept going for months and months. It was like, is this my new norm? Am I ever going to get better? And I think that takes a mental toll on you as well. Yeah, and I think just like waking up each day and just feeling awful, uh, I think that takes... It takes quite a, I mean, it takes a beating on your, on your, on your psyche, on your, on your kind of mental well-being. Yeah. Um, I think being, you know, being isolated, especially when you're, when you're a child, being isolated as the kids were and, and not. You need that social to, experience. Yeah, like that you is really so do. important. Um, and we all, we all knew that, but then we know as a society, we're trying to control what we mm-hmm. thought could be, you know, 
the next plague or whatever, you know, and so... We don't know, yeah. Um, and with, like, my long COVID, I also feel like um, the days you didn't know what was going by. Like, you, the whole world's happening around you, and you have no control because, like, I was having fevers for so long that you didn't know the start or the end of the day or which day it was or how many days had gone by or, like, even if it was the same day or not, like... You would wake up just to do what you had to do, and then before you knew it, you're back to sleep. And I, kept, I remember keep thinking like, everybody else gets sick, and they're like reorganizing their closet, and all I want to do is reorganize my closet. And as soon as I started feeling a little bit better, like months in, I got up to reorganize the hallway closet. That's definitely and it I was ever, that I ever say when I'm one sick, by the way. little piece at a time. Well, everybody was doing it. It was all over Instagram, and they were all like, "Look at how pretty I made this with my baskets and this and That's, that." And I was like, "I definitely don't follow those." Why am I sure. not productive during my quarantine? And then. So I would get up and I, I started with like five minutes at a time. I would tell myself, okay, five minutes of activity and then I'm going to go back and lay down. I would go back and lay down and days would go by because I would be so exhausted from that five minutes of activity. It was insane. And then like to build myself, it took me, I don't even know how long to get that closet done. But I was so proud when it was done. <laughs> Why are you still talking about your closet? Like, why is that? Hey, a, why is that? it was a struggle I went through during my COVID. It was something that I like was using. You know what my closet? Looks you need like? to have something as like a marker, as a goal, right? And I was laying there and I was thinking, well, everybody else going through this COVID is is organizing or doing this or doing that. Like, you know, I want I want to feel better to do that. I want to feel good to do that. And I was laying there and I was just I was not I was not getting better. So I just picked one thing at a time. I picked one closet. I'm gonna focus on this one thing and I'm gonna start with five minutes. And it could take me five minutes and then I can rest for three days and then do another five minutes. But it didn't matter. Like it was a milestone. Yeah. It was a marker for well, me. You, you had mentioned um, also even some of the kids that had, had gone through some of those kind of like you know just the just the mental well-being that was like taken away from them. Can you talk a bit about that and just, you know, with your with your job of being, oh, yeah. being the home OT therapy kind of, um, that, you know, evaluations and, and treatments? Well, it was just all over the that. board. Um, we had kiddos that were going through like isolation difficulties. We had increase in behaviors, but also a lot of things that I noticed too is, is huge regression in development as well like some kiddos that we've made progress with we've had regression with um some kiddos that didn't have services in in developmental skills anything any kind of developmental skills that we've been working on any goals that we've had for them and even like kiddos that didn't have services before whatnot we're starting to notice like a slight amount of delays like and i know that the CDC happened to come out with the developmental milestone changes during this time, but I, I don't believe all of that data really reflects the effects that COVID has had on on children across the board, not just like the academic portion, the social portion, um, just life experiences and kind of getting out there and having like a normal schedule and, and, and not living like, in a world of fear. Yeah, and I feel like we knew this was gonna happen to some extent i don't know if we knew how much and, and we'll cycle back to this in a minute just want to say so we don't forget but you know if we were to ever have some of this happening again what are some things that we could do with our with our kids and but we'll come back to this but so yeah like you were saying like all these kids are having you know regression in their milestones regression in their in their progress um like what what can be done for that or what, what would you 
would you recommend? What would, what, what, what can well, I, I think this is just like such a unique situation. So there's a lot of trial and error, right? So we and, and each kiddo is definitely going to be different with how how they progress with it. I do think that a big portion is being very understanding. Um, they are outlashing. There are a lot of like behavioral issues that are arising and are getting more extreme. And I do think we need to be understanding with that as well as still maintain those boundaries as well because I think that that helps their safety and and helps manage and regulate like their fight or flight response as well in certain scenarios like that. So I think it's very important for us to stay um, as supportive but as strong and really keep those boundaries and provide a safe environment for them to be able to feel those feels but also be able to regulate that social emotional portion for themselves as well and get, gather some problem solving and one of the things that I was talking about recently with a friend about their child um, we were just talking about problem solving skills in general and so one of the things we were talking about is how you ask questions and so like asking questions when a kiddo is having a meltdown or in a difficult situation is a very delicate situation so you don't want to ask questions where you're directing things or making things too difficult but you also want to help ask questions where it helps them process and think to come up with what they're truly feeling themselves and where they can discover that so help lead them to to find those answers and and in a meltdown it's not always the best time to do it because like we're just working on trying to keep safe and whatnot but we do need to reflect and work on those problem solving skills so that we can improve and 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 nurture as much of our social emotional regulation as we possibly can Um, because I know kiddos are dealing with it all across the board but then also I know it's hard for parents to take that extra time but it is important during this time that we do take this extra time to get on the floor and to play games with them and be as social as possible and you know when we do find safe scenarios that we feel like that they're not at risk of um you know, catching COVID or catching anything that might be um, detrimental to their health, especially if they're like immunocompromised, is trying to get as much social interaction with peers their age as well, because then they do learn those skills through play and from others. Like they, they want to imitate and copy their friends as well. Yeah. So I do think that's important. And I think, you know, parental response is also varied a lot during this time. Yeah, because, Um, you know, know, some parents are working at home and it's a very difficult balance to set like your office hours and your home hours. And and now the kids aren't at school, so they're at home while you're at work. And it's such a big crossover that it's probably really difficult to set those barriers, I can imagine, um, being all across the board. It requires a lot of patience and and understanding. Um, I I agree. I mean, and I guess like, what do you think or how long do you think even you know what can be done and how long do you think you know some of these you know you know loss of you know progress uh, will take to kind of recoup i mean that's something that like i actually i don't prefer to look at it that way because i don't think that things are like very linear or like time-based or like how long is this going to turn around i think that this is a a pandemic. This is a huge thing. This changes our world. We can't sit here and define because we've never been through something like this. We can't define that, oh, it'll take us a year to recover or in six months, you know, we can recover from some of these skills. We need to be able to also like 
find the acceptance of like this is our new normal and just work on how can we make this better like how can we grow from here instead of looking back at well you used to be able to do this scale and you used to be able to do that scale and, and why can't we get back to this let's start with the new foundation like let's start with the new norm of where we are and and emphasize those abilities versus pointing out the disabilities for oh, sure i like that outlook okay i like that outlook as yeah. Far as, as far as adults go. That's like a big thing, though, I will yeah. say. Like, um, Sorry, when I talk to a lot of, like, assistants and when I'm doing a lot of training, I'll say, like, I usually have to stop to think what I think. Like, when they're like, oh, how old is this kiddo exactly? Or what's their diagnosis? Like, it takes me a second to stop to think to reflect because I honestly try to treat based off of their goals and their abilities, where we're at and where we need to be. And I focus on that. Like, yes, of course, their diagnosis is important. And of course, their age and where they developmentally need to be is important and that's what guides like the structure and the like the barriers of like where we need to like attain but as far as like in in, in treatment and in working with these skills like when you're get, when, as parents when you're getting down on the floor and you're playing with your kiddos like you need to meet them where they are and then find that perfect challenge and like a very simple example, and I know this is kind of getting off of COVID, but it's just a simple example and like how you can do that is like if your kiddo is saying, you know, this is something a speech therapist had told me and it's just like metaphorically the best example. Like if they, they're able to say a three word sentence, you challenge them by giving them directions with four words. But you don't expect four words from them. They're in the stage of being able to say three words right now. But we're challenging them and we're giving them the vocabulary and we're giving them the structure of what a four-word direction would be like. Because when you talk to a kiddo and, you know, they're only ready to process only a few words at a time because they're, they're on small sentences and you're giving them 20 words, they're lost, right? And so instead of focusing on what they used to be able to do or, or what skills got lost, like let's focus on the foundation and their abilities of where they're at and build on that and challenge that. So that way, because it's very easy for kids to get low self-esteem and they'll cut out and they'll they'll not learn a skill, not learn a development and just completely halt when their self-esteem is affected. And right now during COVID, like everybody's self-esteem is affected, yeah, right? Everybody's mental health is expected. It doesn't, or, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. You don't have those experience and like the social aspects really help with uh, it's just not a great balance right now and the last thing we needed to be doing is like hurting their self-esteem they're just totally lock out so my best like suggestion ever with any skill with anything you're trying to grow is you start with meeting them what they are and you challenge them a little at a time and the best thing you do is just get down on the floor and play yeah I mean, I, I like playing games, you know. I still, yeah. like, to, I still like to get on the floor. Well, we learn through but play. We learn, games, you know, you remember those things, correct. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how, you know, your memory you know, develops. And, and I think adults as well. Um, they, You know, a lot of adults still have some, you know, some lingering effects. I was actually, uh, I went to Albertsons uh, a few days ago um, just to pick up some random, you know, random snacks or, you know, soda water I'm not even sure and you know there was um, you know there was a lady and you know and, and she was like vigorously scrubbing her shopping cart with like those wipes that were there and usually I haven't done that in a while and when I saw her I was like I, yeah actually, I'm, 
yeah, I'm gonna do that too. Like, I'm gonna, yeah, good I'm idea. Gonna, I was like, good idea. Like, I forgot, you know, like, um, and it's like I was worried about COVID, but I was like, you know, like hearts are dirty, right? Like, you know, how many yeah. people, how many people test that thing, you know? But, but she was like scrubbing it, scrubbing it, and then like, I wasn't trying to be rude, and I, I guess I was like started staring at her and I didn't know that I was <laughs> you know it was me all this time yeah yeah and then you, we were and like then, kind of dazed like into up, it and you're like and she like looked up and we met eyes and, and then you know how like you get, you get caught you're like oh crap like I was staring at you yeah and she's like you know she's like you know what I can't believe I've been scrubbing this thing for like a minute um but like I think I got COVID and I gave it to my family from like a shopping cart so like oh my gosh. I never want to do that again and I was like you get paranoid and I was like I'm she's so paranoid. sorry that sucks and she's oh, like yeah. yeah like no one like got super sick and like no one like no one was in the hospital or anything but like she's like all my grandkids all my kids my adult children yeah it's a they, fear. they were all like we were all like you know you know had a fever and were like you know on the bed or the couch for like three or four days and she's like and i know she's like i knew it was from me and i and i want you know i kind of told her i was like well you don't know that like you can get it from anywhere like no one knows like all oh, this this coronavirus is from the little store you know <laughs> like yeah no one knows that but like I was just, like watching her and she was like, obsessively scrubbing it and I was like you know that you know that that feeling of like you know her responsibility to her family but then also like this happened you know she told me it happened like in 2020 and like it wasn't yeah. even like and like last month yeah and the fear is still there man and she I still, still does got the fear and I was like man like that is a new type of I like anxiety and new type of PTSD that like every time you go to the store you're like oh god I hope I don't get my family sick you know and and um I was just thinking about that. I was like, wow, I wonder how many people are going through stuff like that. Um, yeah. But it, it kind of like, I never thought about that actually until. Uh, I mean, until I, I know that it. I'm personally going through it, but anybody else out there, you're totally welcome to share. I mean, we did start a hashtag community for anybody who wants to share where you just like hashtag Yogi Doc TT. Yeah, I want to hear what, what people are going through and yeah. what, what people like. I guess I never thought about like the effects, you know, being, being in the hospital and then, you know, working in the ICU, like, you know, we have, you know, people that didn't make it and people that did and the people that didn't. And make I know it, providers like, are going through things. Like I mentioned yeah. my friend and I, I, she cannot be the only one. I know providers are going through things as well. I'm sure it's very difficult for you guys to see everybody, you know, expiring and you just, you can't control it. Right. You don't know what to do. Nothing You're just you do to fight it off. And yeah, all the nurses and all the respiratory therapists that were like in the thick of things like it are, are we are we over it you know emotionally mentally no of course not like i know i'm not um yeah so I, I mean i want to know what what people go through i mean you know it's you know it's crazy because like you know we had so many people um in the hospital that were just so touch and go that like that extreme became our norm um in the icu and then now it's like we're like oh wow like people doing okay like it's and it's not you know they're not COVID patients but like we were so like conditioned to always be on like high alert and be on edge with every patient and that's not how it is all the time um but yeah yeah I, and I, I that has what that's gotta have through. a huge effect I mean I was um reading an article a little bit when I was um getting ready for my little girl's trip that I was going on but I was reading an article and it was talking about like lingering effects for people that have had long COVID and I felt like all of them I could hit a check mark on like you know the anxiety the heart like my heart always feels like it's pounding like it's always beating so hard like the hot I get hot flashes or like weird shortness of breath like just symptoms and things that 
I would have never had before and I'm just I wait every day and I'm like when is it gonna be gone when is it gonna be gone when is it gonna be gone and then you have these depressive days where you're like this is my normal this is like not going away kind of yeah oh, man. and so like I know it's got to be tough and there are people out there that probably don't have like as much support or maybe have a lot of support and don't know how to reach out to them but like I know I can't be the only one for sure. Yeah, and so like I mean, I, I would love to be for those people that do need, you know, that that kind of extra support, and I would just want to share. Like yeah. sometimes it's just nice to just, you know, you know, you just just purge your words, you know, and just talk about what's going on. Yeah, um, there's got to be some COVID resource centers that like we could reach out to, and I'll, I'll definitely take a look if I find anything like that. I will put it on the show notes and make sure that we can share it but i feel like that's something i just thought about it now and like something we should really be looking into i'm sure you know they have hotlines and and functions i yeah, i do remember us, you know like i think i feel like we can yeah. provide that for people too and i don't know a ton yeah. of this like this is just off my memory but when covid very 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 first started zappos um zappos the company I'm pretty sure it was run by them. So like, don't quote me on a lot of this stuff. It was so long ago, but um, they had dedicated like a department to answer these phone calls that you can call in and literally ask anything. It didn't matter during COVID. If you were lonely and you were sad and you needed somebody to talk to, you could call and somebody would talk to you. If you wanted to find a restaurant someplace that would accept certain things, they would call and help do the, re- like they were just like, you could call a friend, right? And I thought that that was so incredibly great. And I'm sure yeah, that, that nice. wow. you know, now with all the after effects and everything that's going on, there's there's got to be some kind of support out there. And I will do my best to find it. Yeah, well, let's do some research. And, yeah. and in the meantime, you know, we can be that support for you as well. Yeah, reach um, out, reach share out your us, story. Yeah. Um, for sure. We would love to hear it. Comment below, hashtag YogiDocTT on all social media platforms we'd love to hear your experience and i know i can't be alone so (laughs) no we never are we always think we are but but we're not it's just a matter of like taking those few steps to like reach out and and uh you know finding out who else is going through any kind of issues um definitely important well i will say uh thanks for sharing a little bit of an update of what's going on i mean I'm glad to hear that, you know, the hospital's been kind of going down a little bit with their numbers since the vaccine, yeah, but, yeah, you know, sure. yeah. I'm still, it's going to be a long road before we find out the true degree of the after effects of COVID, but, um, you know, until until we start knowing exactly, we'll be here to keep talking about. Yeah, and like I said, I just, the, the word COVID, I just like, I hate that word now. Yeah. I started calling it Rona. For uh, a yeah. While. And so, like, <laughs> do you know, like, wh- why did they end up calling it Corona to begin with? Why? Yeah. Because the virus's name is Corona. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, where did, where did that come from? Oh, it's been around for, it's a, it's a family of viruses. It's been around. Okay, for okay. It's so, like, this is something that's been going on. Oh, it's been, cor- so, like, Corona's I was... not new or anything. It's been around for <laughs> something <forever>. silly. <laughs> I feel. I feel silly saying this, but you know, there's no stupid comments, right? No, no stupid questions. No, no, not at all. I was actually thinking, cause like I grew up in Florida um, and you know how like every hurricane, they name it after the next letter of the alphabet. 
And I was like, so what was B? Like, I was so concerned about, like, anything that came out with corona, I kept thinking, like, well, what was the B virus? Like, did I miss the B virus? And, like, what was going on? And I'm like, did we go through a whole alphabet? Or is it, like, in our lifetime, we've only no, gotten no, to three? Not, and I was, like, so confused. And I was like, what is going on? And then I was like, that virus, can't yeah. be it. And I was like, no. it's got to be something. It's got to be, like, the researcher that founded it or, like... It had to be something crazy, but no, I never definitely asked. Definitely not a stupid question. I never asked. Definitely not a stupid question. I've, <laughs> I've been asked a lot of questions about stuff like that, and, and you know, no, it's yeah. not. It's not a new virus either. It's been around. It's well, been around for a while. I don't know why I never asked till now, but hey, I'm sure somebody else is asking. So, I asked for you. There you go. There you go. I'll use your words. <laughs> All right. I got you, friends. All right. Well, thanks for sharing with us, Shazzy. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, friends, thanks for joining us. And if you like what you heard, remember to hit like and subscribe for Thriving Thursdays and Medical Mystery Mondays here at YogiDoc. Also, connect with us on social media at yogidoc.tt. If you'd like to be a guest on our show and check out any of the podcast notes, links, or calendars, check us out at telethrive.net slash podcasts. That's T-E-L-A-T-H-R-I-V-E dot net slash podcasts. Don't forget to check with your own healthcare provider with any information that you heard on the show. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections and errors. Until next time, keep thriving.